0: I'm going to have to stop you, but now I just want to... (laughs) Engage you and see what happens! I want to... analyze you!
1: Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two Pokemon trainers talk about anime. I can see a vision of a changing world. I'm Red. I'm Andy. And he could only lead to inescapable despair. (laughs) He's blue.
0: (laughs) He's Ray. I'm a blue ray. Ha <laughs> ha. The joke never gets old. It doesn't. Hey guys, guy, there is a meme of a uh, Reno Ray from Star Wars.
1: I've seen that. I sent <laughs> Yo, you that. You sh- yeah, you showed that. To <laughs> I, I I sent that to you. It's just like <laughs> says, "Hey, it's a blue ray." And she's like got a blue tint to her skin. It's pretty amazing.
0: I should literally just do that for Halloween. You should. I think I will once you you should just
1: cut, like paint yourself blue and well that'd be great. Uh, hey, it's Pokemon Generations time! Bonus episode because there was a con this weekend and we couldn't get together to do stuff and preparations. Uh, it was my grandma's birthday too. I guess that was the reason why we couldn't get together to do the the, the recording of the normal episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but instead we've got an episode of Pokemon Generations. This is the fifth episode of this bonus season where we will be reviewing episode seven of Pokemon Generations: The Vision and episode eight. The Cavern.
0: I'm excited. I've been waiting for uh, at at least these two episodes because they're in the Hoenn region.
1: They are in the Hoenn region. And they're from you you enjoyed this game a lot more than I did.
0: I really did. I played it like... I played it a lot all at once. Yeah. And then I kind of let it drop. But then before Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, I was like oh crap, I'm just gonna go all balls out And, and I jumped through the whole
1: Kind of post-game stuff.
0: Post-game with Rayquaza. And...
1: Yeah, I haven't done any of that. I needed to go and do that. I beat the game, and then I saw a video clip that they show you when when you beat the game, uh, Ruby and Sapphire or Omega or whatever, and it was... <laughs> <laughs> I screw that up? Anyway. Um, but they show you like this clip that like leads you into the post-game stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, and I never did it. So I barely beat the game. I was not a fan of those games
0: but see on the other hand you've been playing the the post game events of pokemon sun mm-hmm. but i'm still i've only gotten like tapu koko after I mean, yeah Pokemon Moon.
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of the post-game stuff. I don't think I have a whole lot of post-game stuff left, honestly. I need to go back and check and see what I haven't finished. But yeah, no, Pokemon Sun and Moon, I haven't played it really for a whole lot for a while. Um, I've been kind of busy doing some other stuff. Uh, Got the Nintendo Switch, as we've talked about on the show before, and I've been playing quite a bit of Switch. Beat Shovel Knight. Pretty excited that actually I I beat a video game. Yeah. That never happens. No. So that's pretty cool. And Especially, uh,
0: Shadow Knight's not easy either. No, right? it
1: was not an easy game. But, uh, I'm doing a new game plus right now, uh, playthrough, so. Uh, and then I have the other two expansion games on there as well. The, uh, Torment of something?
0: Plague of Shadow. Plague of
1: Shadow, maybe is what I'm thinking of, is where you play as Plague Knight? Is that his name? Yeah. And, maybe. uh, and there's also another one where you play as one of the other knights. Maybe the Black Knight, I think, maybe? I can't remember. Um. That's not a racist comment. Uh, so let's talk about a little nerd news. Uh, we've already kind of talking about Pokemon,
0: so I think you have some Pokemon nerd news. I do have some Pokemon nerd news. Last month, Nintendo put out some uh, codes for some Mega Stones. Yes. So in March they released. Uh, in March they released Mega Two.
1: Mega, <laughs> mega,
0: <two>. mega Tooth. Mega <laughs> Tooth. Like Sharp Tooth, but yes. Mega Evolution. Yes. Oh, oh my god, that'd be Boom. awesome. Boom. Mind blown. So, they released Mewtwo Mega Stones, so there's two of them. They released those March 2017 with the code M, the number 2, and the word Descent. Yes. No spaces. Yes. Um, we just tried it out today. And it still works. And it still works. Andrew just got them.
1: Yep, and this is uh the 24th of of April and it's still up. So if you have not gotten it, I would say get it pretty quick cuz they're good about taking those kind of things down. So make sure you go and get those. Uh, and these are the Mewtwo X and Y Mega Stones that were uh used from the Pokemon X and Y games when they kind of started that whole Mega Stone sort of trend. And which I love. Which which you do and which I'm slowly kind of liking at least a little bit more. Um, but who, it's. Who are you? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've been, as we've talked about before, I, I use the Alakazam one. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's one of those things that I, there was kind of a critique of the game that, as far as Sun and Moon goes, that they didn't have all of the megastones available and that would change, like, the whole strategy of the game. Uh, but it's interesting that, you know, this is probably either A, a strategy that they kind of kept, these stones out of the games that keep you kind of turning their game on and playing it again, or be they listened to their fans and who were angry about the fact that you couldn't get all the mega stones. So it's cool. You, you're slowly kind of building up your entire repertoire. I'm not sure if they're missing any at this point, but if they are, uh, I'm sure those will be released pretty soon.
0: Yeah. I haven't kept track of which stones they do and don't have. As I said, I've only gotten so far into Pokemon moon. Um, like he said, it was two, uh, Two Mewtwo stones X from X and Y. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's a little bit of both. You know, they're trying to appease the fans, mm-hmm. and they're also I feel that they're trying to get people to use the Pokemon Bank more and
1: keep playing. And keep, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, that's a five dollar per year subscription. I mean, it's very small. I mean, we've gotten it every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very small price to pay to keep your Pokemon there. Yeah, and, and
1: it's gonna it's gonna you know if they did not transfer Pokemon over before because they were specifically looking for a particular stone. Now they have a reason to go back and transfer one of their Pokemon back over. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to do this. It's smart marketing.
0: And then there is another code. Um, this one came out April 2017. So, you get four Megastones, uh, one each for Mawile, Beedrill, Audino, and Metacham. That code is Intimidate.
1: There you go, Intimidate. Go check that out. Go get into your game and go to the Mystery Gift with a code, and you can put those in and get those today. Uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. That's awesome. I think uh, it makes me want to go and actually play the game again, and I haven't played it in a little while, so they're doing the right thing, I suppose. Uh, my nerd news isn't really as exciting as that, being this is the Pokémon Generations episode, but I just want to talk a little bit about QC Game Fest, which I advertised on the last episode during the break card. Uh, we ran a podcasting panel it was myself, and it was Will from Pone Stars on the network, as well as Jackie from Words of Geekdom from the network, and also us, kind of a local radio personality, Dave Lavora. We had a really good time. Um, it wasn't necessarily the huge turnout that we had hoped, but we still had some really awesome, dedicated people there uh, who asked a lot of really great questions, and we had a lot of fun talking about how to podcast and and I learned a lot just talking to my companions on the panel and listening to the people out in the audience it was it was a lot of fun so uh if you missed out on that you know I I apologize I wish you could have been there and uh, the con itself was a lot of fun played a lot of board games and and uh just legitimately had fun with bill uh bill and I were there uh josh was uh, nowhere to be found that weekend i'm sure he had something going on it was a little busy but uh, we had a good time that was, was a lot of fun Uh, All right, anything else to add, nerd news-wise? Nope. All right, let's get into it. We've got two episodes to review this time. We've got Episode 7, The Vision, and Episode 8, The Cavern. And these are paired episodes here. Kind of go hand-in-hand, as we'll see.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a good idea to pair these two up, because um, as everyone knows, uh, if, if you haven't seen these Pokemon Generation episodes, I recommend go watching them.
1: So yeah, so go check those out on the Pokemon YouTube page. I know you will probably enjoy that. It's kind of weird if you're listening to us review it and talk about it without listening. uh, And watching, the first one's only like four minutes, the second one's only like five minutes. So if you need to, pause here and go watch, and we'll be here when you get back. All right, I hope you enjoyed those episodes. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. So let's jump in. Episode 7, The Vision. We open with blaring... Sirens and lights and explosions. They're apparently in the land of Team Magma. Some sort of hidden underground uh place?
0: I was going to say it's not quite a land of, but <laughs> it's, a, it's <laughs> like land, the land of Oz. <laughs> it's a land
1: of confusion. Uh, well, I mean, it is kind of like a land of confusion. There's a lot going on, man. Uh The protagonist from Pokemon Ruby, which I don't know, is his name Ruby. Because, like, oftentimes they're named, like, what the game is named. I don't know. I forgot to look that up.
0: Uh, Yeah, I have no clue.
1: Eh. Anyway, our protagonist is running alongside of a septile, and they're making a freaking mess of this place.
0: Well, I mean, the episode starts out, and all you see is the gates to the Team Magma layer just like flying open as a giant bursting and
1: open. And I think he, uh, I think Septile was using a Leaf Blade or something like that because you got a single cut that just kind of breaks the door open.
0: I have to say, the uh, main character is very ballsy bringing a Septile into a Team Magma layer. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he is type ballsy. Match, come on. Yeah, no,
1: he's he's at a type disadvantage <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's. It's it's definitely like a crazy choice, and I want to point out already, the animation on these two episodes is top notch. We had a few that we talked about that we didn't particularly care for the animation. There wasn't a whole lot going on. There wasn't. It was kind of some weird animation choices, but these are awesome.
0: I have to agree with you on that, especially when when Septile just kind of flies in and he just like face dunks the yeah the what was it a Golbat yeah I think it was
1: a Golbat. Yeah, and it was, it's just so cool, the, the, a lot of action in this one, and, like, when they come flying in through the door, there's, a, like, a really cool shadowy kind of effect. It's, you can't even really see, as always, you can't really see the protagonist in in
0: any sort of way, just, you see kind of his outline. That's how fast I was flying through the Alpha Sapphire game. <laughs> yeah, apparently, was just like, <laughs> you're just like, just, just run, 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 kill, kill, kill. Except I didn't have a septile, yeah. you know.
1: I had a septile. I picked a mudkip. I, I had a sub, uh, a septile and it was, I, I like that Pokemon a lot. Uh, our leader of Team, was it Magma in this team one? Magma. Yeah, it's Team Magma in this one. Uh, Maxi is kind of just walking calmly despite the fact that everything's going on. Uh, and he decides to leave behind one of his henchmen, Courtney, uh, to basically hench- take. Henchwoman? He, hench, henchwoman? I guess you can call it Henchwoman, right? Uh, her, <laughs> one of his main, Main ladies, uh, Courtney to take on the trainer. This is not the first time that the player meets Courtney in the game. Actually, Courtney is first introduced in the Weather Institute. He has to fight her when she's trying to kind of find information about Groudon. Uh, and that's only if you play the Ruby edition. If you play the other version, if you play Sapphire, you actually run into the member from Team Aqua, Aqua which is Shelly. Do you think they named her Shelly after a Shellos, which is a water-type Pokemon, isn't it?
0: I don't know. I mean, even just Shell, you know? Oh, yeah. you think of
1: sea C-type.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. You
1: know? So where's Courtney come in? Is there, like, some sort of, like, hidden fire thing there? Probably not.
0: Well, I, I have some things on her later after okay. we mention some stuff. But... Okay.
1: Okay. Um... I like how she stands in her pose, like from the video game. Like her hands kind of extended out to the side. Like that's when you fight her in the video games. She's standing in that pose every time. So I thought that was kind of a cool little nod to the games.
0: Definitely adds to, like you said, the animation in this is a lot better. And they're trying to stay true to the product.
1: Yeah. And the trainer is called the intruder several times. (laughs) I like that. It's it's the intruder. Um, technically. Yeah, technically. Did you notice that Maxie has a Megastone on his glasses?
0: Yeah, I, I know that was one of the first things that I noticed as it, as he was turning his head and all that.
1: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, I I forgot to look up like what Pokemon he had in the game. He must have had a Pokemon that he Mega Evolved when you fought him. And I cannot remember for the life of me what that is. I don't recall either. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so anyway... Uh, they all get inside the submarine, which has a huge fucking drill. This is the Explorer 1, and this submarine is the ex- is named the exact same thing depending upon which game you're playing. So the submarine that we're going to see in uh, in the second episode that we're going to review today is also actually called the Explorer 1. Because, so, again, you play the storyline that matches whatever game you buy.
0: Uh, this submarine actually looks like Hammerupt? I found that very weird just because, I mean... I understand. There's probably not very many water fire type. Right. There's, only, there's one, only
1: one. Right. right? Of all vol- the Vulcanian, volcanian. Right. Yeah. Is the only one that is. But uh, I guess. It makes sense. There are fire Pokemon, and, uh, you know, like, kind of, f- they use fire Pokemon, so it would make sense that they would make it kind of reflect the Team Magma lifestyle. Yeah,
0: and I guess it would be more because he has a drill on the front of the submarine. Yeah. That's the whole point, too.
1: Yeah, I think maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, so they leave, and she's left alone. She says, so pretty, the red siren. I can see it. A vision of the world changing
0: but then she actually gets a
1: fucking vision.
0: I know, uh, she's just very odd she's and weird. freaky a little bit. Yeah, no,
1: she freaks me yeah. out, but she gets a vision of Groudon erupting from the earth, not just Groudon, but primal pri- yeah, but primal Groudon. Uh, and the members of Team Magma are standing there watching as primal Groudon shoots two blasts, one that erupts like a whole island and another that barrels right toward them. And she freaks the hell out. She's like, "Oh my god, I saw a vision."
0: This is bad. Um, But she doesn't really do anything after that. She's just kind of like, oh, what was that vision? (laughs) Yeah, because the intruder
1: shows up. Yeah. And basically is just, like, there to stop them. And she is like, eh, whatever. I'm going to stop you. I love how she says, I want to analyze you. That was weird. (laughs) Yeah, she giggles. It was really, really fucking weird. I have
0: to say, I mean, she's... Her basis is, you know, she's a prophetic character. Yes. Um, but like, it seems like she's almost has a little madness. Was she prophetic in the game? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Play that version. Oh, that's right.
1: I had that Mm -hmm. version. I suppose that would be a question that I should know.
0: So, Was she prophetic? Uh, we're gonna say yes. (laughs) And if
1: we're wrong, let us know in the comments uh, about how wrong we are.
0: Tell Red he sucks.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's normal. Um, I get hate mail usually after every episode. Uh, so, <laughs> so, and that's where the episode ends, honestly. We don't, we're kind of she, left on a cliffhanger.
0: Well, she, I mean, she throws out her. Oh, yes. Ca- cam, her actual camera up. Yes. So she has that. that.
1: We do get the kind of opening bits to a battle and we assume that the battle takes place and then uh, goes from there to stop Team Magma from. Getting Kyogre, not Kyogre, rather, to get uh, Groudon um, to destroy well, the world.
0: Also, at the end, if you notice, they zoom into her eye. Uh huh. And that is also, I mean, it's a kickback to the name of the episode, The Vision. Oh. And also, it that's kind of also playing into her prophetic nature. nature. Yeah, yeah.
1: Know. That's kind of cool. So, like, will it come true? Who knows?
0: And as we get to episode eight, we then. <laughs>
1: Then we actually see almost kind of like with episode eight, when it was really kind of cool, and this is going to be our review of the cavern episode eight, what's really, really neat about this is that they are mirrored episodes because, I mean, it's getting to one of the core things about Pokemon. Pokemon is basically the same game with uh, minor changes. Um, in this case, it's the two teams, right? And this is the big difference in it. You have two kind of divergent storylines you see, especially in the... and I know I'm speaking from the kind of point of view of the updated versions for the 3DS. Both exist, but you follow one who is successful and the other that is not successful. So we get... this, st- Like, the end of Episode 7 is literally where Episode 8 would have picked up, but now we switch to the other team. So it's almost like a mirrored version of telling of the story. You know, instead of seeing them finding Groudon, we get... Team Aqua finding Kyogre, which is, I thought, really a cool, like, kind of director choice.
0: And I, I have to say, like, episode seven didn't really do Groudon justice. No. Um, I felt they could have done a little bit more with the animation mm-hmm. with him. And, and I only say that because after seeing episode eight, I'm like, oh, my God, this yeah. one is so well put together. And
1: it makes Kyogre actually look cool. Because yes. I always thought Kyogre, no offense to anyone that loves Kyogre. It always Kyogre always seemed to me to be kind of a lame Pokemon,
0: kind of lazy. Yeah, and I think sluggish. he is
1: until he gets. As we'll talk about in the episode, mm-hmm. he gets he turns into primal version. Like he seems like he's pretty relaxed. Like he's, and I think that's kind of the cool thing is that like, you know, these ancient Pokemon are okay, just like living in their environment and not like reacting until forced to. We open with Wingulls. Flying over a really beautiful coastal landscape. We've got a lot of water Pokemon as they pan down into the ocean. And there's Team Aqua, led by Archie. And they are in the, what's the name of the cavern? Do you remember? Seafloor Cavern. Seafloor, I think, I believe you're right, mm-hmm. the Seafloor Cavern. They are standing and, and looking at the encased, like we talked about, the encased Kyogre. And I love this character, Archie. Obviously, I played Ruby, so I didn't get a lot of exposure to Archie, but in this particular episode, holy shit, he
0: is epic as hell. Yeah, I have to say, I really liked Team Aqua with uh, Archie and and his brother, Matt.
1: Oh, they're brothers, interesting. I guess I didn't pick that because I played Ruby. They look very
0: similar, too. Mm -hmm.
1: I like how, during this scene, he's, like, flexing... And, like, waving his arms and, like, super dramatic. So, like, I loved, I loved that whole scene because he's just, like, flexing. And, like, the animation is just so cool. And he's like, and it's just, like, so anime. So Um, anime.
0: I want to correct myself. It wasn't Seafloor Cavern. It was Cave of Origin.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Easy to
0: mistake those two.
1: Our apologies. (laughs) He talks about how nature is suffering and Pokemon are suffering because humans only care about themselves and that they're selfish.
0: I found that statement very hypocritical because, in essence, trying to push their beliefs Mm -hmm. onto the world using a Pokemon to do it... it falls into that whole, you know, it's that team motif. Yes, that, that we that we talked about before. Has, is mm-hmm. They always have that hypocrisy. Absolutely. That they know what's best and they want to change the world to make it what they want. Yeah. So, it, but I think they ha- they do it with a different flair, you know. They really uh-huh. want to change the world.
1: Team is a different game.
0: Wait, what did I say?
1: You said uh- it, I'm just <laughs> making a joke. I'm just making oh. it a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, it's funny when I have to explain that I'm making a joke. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> okay, Josh. Ah, oh, god, ouch. Okay, that, that hurt a little. So anyway, he has a giant blue rock.
0: A blue orb. A blue orb. Get it right. Sorry. With the, with the, uh, Kyogre symbol or Alpha Sapphire symbol. Yes, and he is going to throw it at Kyogre until
1: Shelly shows up and she stops this. And Shelly is extremely I don't want to say hot, but, like, I mean, I mean she kind of is. I mean, yeah. they over-sexualize her. They don't yeah, do a lot of that. She's got abs. Yeah, they yeah. don't do a lot of that in Pokemon. Like, until you get to Pokemon Sun and Moon, where, like, every dude has, like, six-pack
0: abs. Well, yeah. And I want to like, have six-pack abs? Uh,
1: I wish I had. I wish I had the professor. He was, anyway, carrying <laughs> on. Uh, but... She's very distraught. She is. So, unlike what we saw with Courtney... Shelly is actually doing her job. Like, she's just like, this is bad. It's not that I'm having visions, it's that I've used science to tell you that this is wrong.
0: I actually researched at the Weather Institute. Yeah, this, this is. shit is going down. This, this
1: is like, this just reminds me of modern day politics, and I don't want to get there, but it's just like.
0: The she, colors match. Red oh my and
1: blue. God. Anywho, wow mind blown uh we'd like to apologize to any environmental doubters out there for your lack of intelligence um so she's done research like you said at the weather institute and apparently she realized this bad we, we don't wake up don't wake up kyogre Ky- bad, bad, bad. <laughs> this is bad do not wake up today <laughs> and she's trying to tell archie uh, how bad this is and how this is going to ruin the environment but he just kind of ignores her.
0: Well, I don't think it's really ruining the. In- I mean, that was the intent, and Archie really doesn't care, as you find out later. No. But um, she says that Kyogre's going to drown their utopia, essentially. Yes.
1: Yeah, that it's not the way he wants. And you know what? It is a little honorable in what he wants. He wants to, you know, make the world a better place for Pokemon. But in doing so. He's going to destroy everything and everyone. And he even says when he like throws, it's like, destroy everything! And it's yeah. like, you're fucking nuts! Yeah. You're crazy!
0: So he wants everything destroyed, but, you know, I mean, he doesn't. So that falls back into yeah. that hypocrisy. It definitely does. So he throws the orb at Kyogre, uh, and we get probably
1: one of the coolest animated transformation sequences I've seen since, like, Sailor Moon. I mean, even
0: the orb itself was pretty... <sighs>
1: <laughs> anyway carry on <laughs> star gentle anyway carry on
0: i knew you were gonna say that because it was in my head too.
1: Uterus? anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: talk about, tell, episode's coming soon uh, no. t- tell me about the uh transformation
0: um back to what i was saying about the blue orb i have to admit, it was just really awesomely mm-hmm. animated oh, and God, it made yeah. you feel like Wow, I want that. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, no, um, it was cool.
0: But yeah, so he throws the orb, and it um, it stops in the in the air, and this giant pillar of yellow light hits Kyogre, mm-hmm. and um, his stone encasements break, and he busts out into his primal form, and he looks scary. He does. He looks really. He's got like sharp teeth and just frightening. He wastes no time getting out of the cave of origin. He just mm-hmm. busts right out. He does. And
1: he is raging like a badass. You know, we get Wingulls and Magikarp and other creatures just like, basically, they have no way of getting away from this.
0: And it kind of um, plays into how we as humans affect the environment. Mm -hmm. And, again... Pulling into that motif of, hey, don't destroy the environment because there's other things mm-hmm. that live in it. And as you see, where um, Kyogre starts stirring up the hurricanes, yep. these poor little Pokemon are trying to. It's kind of sad. They're, they're just trying to stay in the current, and yep. you, they're really struggling. So it just goes to show that um, you know these big, massive powers set loose yep. just by, tend by mankind to re- wreak havoc absolutely on the earth.
1: We cut to the Sharpedo submarine, uh, and Matt is on the surface. His brother, as you mentioned before, and he says that, "Yeah, we're done for. This is we're done. That there's nothing. There's gonna be nothing left, uh, essentially."
0: I think, and they did that through audio only. I don't think they showed him. They so. did. They did show
1: Matt. You do they actually. Did? You do actually see him standing oh, on the shore. That. Yep, you do see him standing on the shore. Unless that was a different henchman. He was kind of a bigger dude.
0: Well, they all kind of look alike, though.
1: So. Well, wow, that's that's.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: that we heard it here first, folks. He thinks all Japanese people look the same.
0: I mean, Team Skull. We they all okay. Every bad guy in yep, Team Skull yep. almost looks alike. Okay, for... yep. That's,
1: that's mm, I know what you mean. But let's <laughs> step back from that. Uh Archie starts to realize his folly as well at this point, and he realizes that uh, he realizes that he needs to put a stop to this. So he gets out on top of the submarine and makes the biggest mistake of all. He commands Kyogre to come to him.
0: I think he commands him to obey his command, yes. essentially.
1: Well, and Kyogre's eyes, which is a really cool bit of animation, yeah, too, like yeah. narrow and snap and turn toward him.
0: That's why I think they did so much better with this episode. Yeah. I mean, as you see all these hurricanes flying yeah. around. Oh, my God. The Wingles getting swept into... Yeah. Well, yeah most of them are fleeing, but some yeah. of them get swept into yeah. it. Yeah. And you just see the... Awesome power of this Pokemon. It
1: reminds me of, and this is going to take us back a little bit to our review of the Transformers animated movie. It reminds me of that scene where Unicron is eating that first planet at the beginning, uh, and like they're trying to get away and they can't, and it's just like just sweeping it all. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. It's just a really cool scene. Uh, so yeah, that's the mistake as Kyogre turns tail, uh, flies, and You know, does some really cool swooping effects. They freak out. And then our final moment.
0: I want to stop you before you get to that point, though. Yes. I have to say the animation where they're on the the submarine deck and you're standing, like, right behind Shelly and Archie. Yeah. And you just see – you can feel the Mm – just the motion of the waves. Like, they crest this one wave and just go right down the next and then they crest another one. And And
1: then – He comes flying right at them, mouth open, and we cut a moment before he devours them. And that's the end of the episode.
0: And now I want to hook back to episode seven. Yeah, yeah. Because of what happened here. So I'd have to say Courtney's vision has to come true now because Primal Kyogre killed, we don't really know, but we assume with that close range, he kills Shelly and Archie. yeah. And so now we have to assume as the audience that Primal Gruden Groudin did the same thing with Yeah, Team Magma and Leader Maxi.
1: Unless this is, like, a hypothetical sort of thing. You know, like, looking and saying, like, you know, like, this is what could have happened, right? But yeah, no, if that, if that is the case and that it really did happen, then yeah, like, the, this is over. Like, they're done with. Um, and- until... The intruder shows up and catches them. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, that's actually one thing. The intruder's not at, in this no, episode at all. At all.
1: Like, we don't get that. We just get this sort of stuff with Team Aqua, which was interesting.
0: And it kind of flows into that, hey, he was in the other episode. That's what he's doing right yeah, there. that's true. So there is a little cohesion between mm-hmm. these two uh, episodes as they're trying to get it. Make them seem like they're synchronized. Absolutely, with, with that simple fact.
1: Yeah, and it's a really cool couple episodes. Uh, I really dig it. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about with regards to episode eight was I got a an, an Ahab and Moby Dick vibe from kind of like this relationship between Kyogre, uh This like kind of larger than life sort of thing that he's a, he obsesses over. Uh, Archie <laughs> obsesses over him the entire time uh, until he eventually finds him, and then ultimately doesn't really, he can't defeat the monster. Um, the monster kind of consumes him, literally, at the end. So uh, oh, yeah, I thought that was kind good. of an interesting, interesting... Yeah, I thought it was kind of an interesting literary kind of mm-hmm. connection. I think they probably pulled it a little bit from that kind of classic story. Uh, so yeah, what what are your overall thoughts about these two episodes?
0: Um, I have to say, uh, as legendary Pokemon go, Primal, Groudon and Kyogre... They match really well together. You know, mm-hmm. it's the fire and water. Yep. Um and they they are purely like earth pokemon. Yep. If you think about it, you know, it's kind of like they form the earth with their fighting and clashing and as if you played played uh Alpha Sapphire or Omega Ruby, you know this already, you know. But I just like that whole dynamic.
1: Yeah. I think they are two of the cooler legendary pokemon that we see in some of the games uh it's you know some of the even in pokemon sun and moon it's a little convoluted like the whole storyline with like the what what they call those the ultra beasts or whatever they were that came from another world and just yeah. like it was a little a little much
0: i feel like um they did a better job with explaining the background of kyogre and groudon yeah, because I In this the story mode it's just amazing. Like you get all the bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may not get all your questions answered. Yeah. But it is a far jump between that and Son and Moon.
1: Yeah, and even like this is originally was the second game in the series. So I don't know. I never played the original one for the Game Boy Advanced. Um but sorry, this would be the third one rather. I forgot about uh Gold and Silver, but um, you know, this this is definitely a game where, if you think back to Red and Blue, you didn't really get a whole lot of information about Mew and Mewtwo. A few, there was like a research facility that had some notes that you could find in the game that kind of gave you a few little bits of clues about the two. But you're kind of left to wonder until the Pokemon movie came out, right? That you know, kind of explain them in a lot more detail, just what these things were. So yeah, I think that it's interesting to see that we get a fully developed kind of set of um, kind of characters here. And I think that's it, right? Anything else you want to add about this episode?
0: Uh, No, I I just have to reiterate the awesome animation Mm -hmm. of episode eight. Like, I think this blew a lot of them out of the water.
1: Yeah, whoever was in charge of doing the animation for this one, kudos. Like, really, really good. We'll be back next week on the feed with our review of the next episode of Trigun, which I cannot remember for the life of me which one it is. It's episode 17, I know that much. Uh, and, oh! uh I think it's Rem Saverum is actually the episode that we'll be reviewing. And that is a flashback episode, so definitely check us out there. Uh, the next episodes that we need to cover for Pokemon Generations, whenever that will be, will be episode 9, The Scoop, and episode 10, The Old Chateau. Uh, so we <laughs> will... Pinky Extended. So we will get there... So we will get there eventually. Uh but until then, thank you so much for listening. Check us out on our website, tuningjapanese.com. Check out the questionable endeavor network, questnnetwork.com. And once again, I can see a vision of a changing world. I'm Red. I'm Andy. Destroy everything. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, what is that from? I feel like that's a reference. That was Archie. Ah. I'm blue. You're... And I'm blue. Oh, <laughs> Dabba Oh, Jesus Christ, not again. <laughs> and we will see you next time. On Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you're, you're Dragon Balls. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, TuningJapanese.com, like our Facebook at Facebook.com TuningJapanese, and follow our Twitter at TuningJapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like The Shadowbane Podcast, The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom.